0: by Nickels Bernard pulls the trigger and this is a brand Nickels is a brand Allen Houston Nickels
1: is low right once the neck over the it They cut his cut up the three. will go Rebound about Good morning everyone, we are halfway through October, it's October 16th, you got your boys Mo and Nafi here of the Nickish Show. This is our Nickish cup of coffee episode. Early morning, us going through whatever's going on in the NBA.
0: Here with my man Nafi, what's going on man? Not much bro, we actually had kind of an eventful day in terms of NBA news yesterday. I mean, mm-hmm. despite all the real world crazy shit that's happening. Um. So yeah, let's get right to it, quick cup of coffee episode. I mean, big news, obviously... Being Miles Bridges dropped a mixtape this morning. Did You see that? The major. <laughs> no, I, I
1: didn't know that. I didn't even.
0: I didn't realize he was a rapper like that. Bro, I didn't know either. I just logged on Twitter. What's what's going on in the news world today? And That's like the first thing that shows up. I was like, what. What? Like, is he promoting his friend? Nah, it's an actual mixtape. He's he's doing himself. But <laughs> I might check it out later. But where is awesome. it available? Does he is he Spotify le- level ready yet, or or is it SoundCloud? Surprisingly, he's uh on Apple Music. So. Oh shit! Okay, Miles Bridges. Yo, let me find out. He has bars. Like that's when you know. Like we made a big mistake picking Knox. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like Knox is too shy to do that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, nah, it's a real shit, you know, major news yesterday, On if you want to kind of lead, uh, lead our listeners into it. Yeah, I mean,
1: the Rockets GM, Daryl Morey, who's been there since 2007, stepped down as GM. And right now, the Houston Rockets are in a very precarious position compared to the way they've been the last decade, uh, where there's a lot of uncertainty, whether it's the coaching or the front office on what's really going to happen. And <laughs> the funny thing is when you go on Twitter and you see – where well, Rockets fans are saying, they're like, fuck, man, we're about to be the Knicks. <laughs> we have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Um, Daryl Morey came in as an MIT uh, NBA person, or he, he got his NBA from MIT, and then that led him into basketball as one of the top guys with, a- with regards to analytics. And that brought him up to assistant GM, and then the next thing you know, he's GM of the Rockets since 2007, uh, which isn't very common in the nba for for a gm or really any position to be there for as long as he has 13 years is a lot of years and most of the most of those years were very successful ones he was able to get Harden at a relatively cheap price kept him for as long as he's had he's got chris paul as a relative at a relatively cheap price and basically what he's done since is construct a team that would work best with the system of his coach which was mike d'antoni and it, it's only really the last year or two where it felt like it all came down, um, and there's a lot of controversy with with him, and I'll let you get into that with regards to his tweets from last year, um, but basically the news of the day was that GM Daryl Morey, considered as one of the best GMs in the NBA at the time, uh, is no longer a GM. Yeah,
0: stepped down, so I mean, I feel like that's a good look as well. He wasn't going to let cheapskate, cheapskate Tillman for Fertitta, like, get mm-hmm. him out of there, so... Um, yo, to be honest, like I forgot about the Hong Kong thing until you just mentioned it. But I mean, now that you bring it up, I feel like that pretty much sealed the deal. You know what I mean? Like it was just like this was his last year. Regardless, I think I feel like all that blowback and like controversy that tweet started, like that their owner didn't like fuck with that. Obviously, just because it was his first year, you know?
1: Yeah, and to to add on to what it is, um, that is interesting is that China started streaming the games recently, as of like this past week and it's ironic or maybe it's too much of a coincidence that within span of a few days of China starting to you know show these games again that Daryl Morey steps down so yeah. a lot of you know i, I think that with Daryl Morey as far as future goes not to like you know bring it back to bring bring it back this way is um it could go in either one of two directions either he becomes a president of basketball association on a team because he's reached he's certainly done his due and yeah, he's more than ready to take on that position as one of the most brilliant minds in the NBA right now. Or he's blackballed from getting that position be- because of some money situation with the connection with China. Because there's definitely a lot of money that the NBA makes because of China. Because there's so many fans over there. And, you know, they've, they've had a long history with the NBA. Um, there's a possibility that Darren Morey never gets a job. At least at that, that level. That.
0: Yeah. I think the big thing, though, is I think the Rockets like are quote-unquote China's team just because Yao Ming was there. And, like, they get, like, pretty sure China gets, like, exclusive streaming of Rockets game, or they used mm-hmm. to before this whole situation. So I think maybe it won't blackball them. But, like, I definitely do think some, like, conservative kind of owners is going to be, like, hesitant to give them a job, you know. But, uh, like, interesting enough, like, Pratita yesterday said, like, He's still going to call up Maury every now and then for consulting advice and, like, but he expects to see Maury on the East Coast. He said it mad vague. Yeah. So, I mean, the Knicks are on the East Coast, but, um, you know, we've already got a, a Scott Perry, but hypothetically, I'll obviously, if you're a Knicks fan, I don't see any reason why you would be opposed to, like, replacing Scott Perry with Daryl Maury. Realistically, I don't think he'd want to, like, co- go be second banana or third banana to Wes and Leon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like he's got that clout where he could get a president job pretty easy, and he could probably just take his time, you know? But, I mean, his resume is crazy. Like, I know he gets a lot of slander because he's, like, the analytics dork, you know? I mean, Bill Simmons, of all people, they're actually cool. But Bill Simmons coined the name, like, Dork Elvis (laughs) (laughs) for Daryl Morey because he got, like, the Elvis hair, and he's Mm -hmm. a dork. So, I mean, good one, Bill. But... (laughs) (laughs) But I saw, like, a tweet yesterday, like, aside from the Spurs in the last, like, 15 years, the best winning percentage is the Rockets. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and this man is, like, since the mid-2000s, he's been aggressive about, like, building his team, never bottoming out and tanking, and maximizing assets. And he does it aggressively, and I'll always give him credit. Like, he'll get the jokes, but I'll always give him credit for, like, when Golden State, that dynasty popped up he was not afraid to go, like, go at him. Like, he was, he got more aggressive as a GM. He's like, yo, fuck that. We got Harden. Let's go get a star. Let's go get Westbrook, yada, yada, yada. But oddly enough, that Westbrook move probably, like, you know, sealed his fate. Right. And
1: a quick shout-out to Mori, anyway, for making a tweet like that, being one of the few guys that are so public to to call out uh, China for all the various inhumane acts that are going on over there. Um, Other other people didn't have the balls to do it, but Daryl Morey did despite the position that he's in where he shouldn't, you know, for his job sake, shouldn't do that, but he did it anyway. So I definitely give a lot of credit to Morey, but a lot of let's, let's transition a little bit to what it could mean for the Knicks. If more now that Morey is down, because now there's a rumor going around that the Knicks are now connected to Russell Westbrook because Morey's out. Um, I'm not sure if the two goes to go hand in hand. I've, I figured he was trying to trade Westbrook to the Knicks, but I don't know. Um, now people are saying that the two biggest names are connected to the Knicks right now. Obviously, Chris Paul is one, and now Russell Westbrook is the other. So with those two names in mind, and considering the age difference and the fact that uh, their contracts are pretty much the same, except Westbrook's ends a year earlier, I believe. A year Who, later, I think.
0: No, Is that what it is? Like
1: I, I thought it was a year earlier.
0: you check. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll let
1: I'll, I'll let you check that while um, yeah, I keep going just a little bit, but yeah, the, those two players are relatively their contracts are relatively the same at least salary wise it's the same it's about forty four forty five million dollars a year. Um, West is definitely a couple of years younger. Um, all things considered, if if let's just say you had to pick one to come to the
0: Knicks, who are you going to go with? Go let's assume ball. for
1: now. Let's okay. Did you yeah. check on the contract?
0: yeah so it's a year it's a year longer and i think it's a player option cause i see but, okay yeah. so that, that is important that yeah that would make sense because i feel like more we made that deal knowing that like chris paul is older but like we got yeah yo- westbrook is younger and he's hardens friend but and i still prefer cp3 just because obviously the contract length and i just don't think like westbrook he started off ugly this season then the capella trade happened or i feel like his numbers ticked up a bit with all that spacing and yeah he would be box office at the garden but like I mean, a lot of times people, whenever we get caught up in, like, rumors about Devin Booker, fans freak out, say, same old Knicks, like, oh, we're going to throw all the way for one player. It makes sense to throw it all away or throw assets for a player like Devin Booker. But a dude like Westbrook is, like, typical, like, old, same old Knicks, like, mm-hmm. an athletic, explosive guard that's on the decline. Like, he's in his 30s now, and he his game relies totally on athleticism. Not to say that he'll fall off right away in the next year or two, but I just feel like with Chris Paul, he's got that one year or less. I feel like he's a better fit, more of a floor general, probably a better mentor, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, that's my... Per- I mean, and, like, personal preference-wise, I just like watching Chris Paul play more than Westbrook, or if I've ever watched... ever liked watching Westbrook, but... What about you? Yeah, Chris I mean, I... Westbrook?
1: I really like Russell Westbrook the uh, last few years, especially when... especially when he was the leader of the OKC team, and he, he just went ham, with, especially with that MVP season, but all things considered what do the Knicks really need they need that mentorship at the end of the day our priority are R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson um, and Chris Paul has that mentorship capability but also he has a shooting capability that Russ just doesn't have. Russ is a horrible shooter and we, we saw this past season that that's what hinders R.J. Barrett uh, because there's no floor spacing with a ball dominant point guard who can't shoot the ball. Um, yeah. Chris Paul can at least hit the three at a consistent and pretty efficient rate that's what we need so between those two, especially with the year, even though they are a couple of years apart, I think Chris Paul is three years older. I think, I think as far as the mentality goes and how wise Chris Paul is and has always been, that's going to help us out much more in the long run than Russell Westbrook's athletic, ath- athleticism could ever do.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I know Russ racks up the assists too, but it's just like, I feel like CP three is in a different like level as a passer. You know what I mean? Like, Russ will just get his assist just because he'll drive and kick and find the shooters. Obviously, Chris Paul will find like crevices and like cracks in the defense. Like he'll do like a slow sauntering like pick and roll, and then he'll just find a cor- like corner shooter, like easy peasy. You know what I mean? So now, what if
1: Chris Paul is unavailable because OKC's asking price is too high, like actually I mean, too question. high? Even <laughs> I, I know I know you're 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 good for Chris Paul for the most part. But let's just say even for you, it's too high, and we can't. He's not accessible to us. Would you still take on Russell Westbrook? as a trade for let's say a matching contract randall and um a first round pick and a second round pick
0: thing is i I think we need to give up more for westbrook than cp3 just because it's like i mean we saw it last year right they got traded for each other maury had to give up picks and attach it to cp3 to get Russ. you know what i mean so in our situation we don't we're not trading a player the same caliber as cp3 you know what i mean so it's like we probably have to throw all all young players, you know, if they're if Rockets are trying to go like rebuild, which I doubt, you know, but I think hot take, we should do whatever it takes to get a Harden. You know what I mean? Like uh, I don't think that would ever happen. You never know. Bro, I, Harden's so like, the only thing that they've that they've
1: got, but unless they really, yo, who's their what's the president's name, real quick? The Rockets. Yeah. Did, did they hire somebody? No, they've. I think they've always had a guy. I I googled him like five minutes ago because I I realized I never knew the name of of the president of the Rockets who's been running the team with Daryl Morey. Tad Brown name? is this man's name.
0: Tad Brown. <laughs> 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 well, good luck yeah. on your job, Tad. I mean, shit, Tad.
1: Um, Raphael Stone is was has been promoted oh, since okay. uh, Morey. Um, step down. I don't know a thing about him.
0: I can't imagine he's as good as Maury or better. But I wonder what I makes him more clarified than Tad. You know what I mean? Like no. I bet you they asked Tad, are you nervous about possibly getting a job? Oh, just a tad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got <laughs> um, to bring the jokes in the morning. <laughs> that was pretty bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like the Westbrook thing it's well, it's like a trend this week. We've had a lot of rumors. We had, like, one day we're trading down, the next day we're trading up. day after Westbrook comes out, last week it was the depot stuff. And what do we always say? Guys like Leon and West have probably leaked things purposefully. We saw Bagley say they got a tight circle, so maybe there's a reason they're saying they might be interested in Russell Westbrook because it's part of the negotiating play. You know what I mean? Because I also saw a story that went kind of under look yesterday, or a tweet, that um Chris Paul would love to go play with the Lakers 'Cause he always wanted to be the Lakers because of that trade and play with LeBron. But mm-hmm. then the Lakers have like really you no know, assets. I don't think they would give up like you know, a lot. Because they barely have any assets, but I don't think what they would give up the remaining stuff for an old Chris Paul, despite how close they are. But I think that came out that prop like this is my conspiracy theory hat. I think that rumor came out from the OKC side and the Westbrook stuff came out from the Knicks side. So it's like similar to the last week we saw like, oh, we prefer Oladipo. Thunder come on and say we prefer Knox over DSJ and Frank. So I feel like next week I don't know. Maybe we see the trade happen. I don't know cuz it's like it's progressing. You see it? It's like maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but like we see what, like reporters say it all the time like when there's a leak or when like somebody says oh, by per source XYZ happen, it's because somebody in the, in that front office or an agent wants that to get out, you know? So just kind of look at it that way. What's the uh
1: what's the general order of what's happening in the NBA? Is it, I'm assuming there's no trades until the draft happens.
0: Yeah, I think like the league year officially I, I, starts with the draft, so we'll see. We'll probably—I mean, we see trades on draft night, but remember how like they would trade on draft night, but they wouldn't become official for two weeks afterwards. So I don't know how it's gonna work this year, you know? Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah, basically a whole month without, of oh, just rumors. Basically, no actual action. Actually, I mean, ironically, there was a lot of action this this past 20, the past twenty four hours. The other news that came out was, uh, the Clippers have a new head coach, five year deal. For Ty
0: Lue Nice First uh, first reaction, five years for Ty Lue First reaction is um, It's funny this comes right after The Lakers win the title When last year Tyron Lue spurned the Lakers Do you remember there was like a viral image of like Tyron Lue the weekend he was in LA For his interview with the Lakers He had a birthday party And the birthday cake had a Lakers logo on it He was that really? sure that job was his yeah, yeah look it up bro It's like a legit thing and then they quibbled over, like, contract matters. They went with Frank Vogel and the rest is history. So now he goes to the quote-unquote B team of L.A. I just thought that was funny. You know what I mean? I saw some Lakers fans being petty on social media. I was like, okay, uh, that's respectable slander. That's that's very clever. That's legitimately funny. Like, how you a coach interviewing? You know what I mean? And you put the company yeah. logo <laughs> on your birthday cake of all things. For mad yeah, people, yeah. people got phones out and shit. That's very embarrassing. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. no, nah, I think, honestly, just based off, the Cleveland like, Cavaliers experience, I think Lou would be a good fit, especially for the locker room, because we already know what the kind of drama Cleveland went through. And if the, like, the Clippers got like a drama-filled locker room, I think he's the guy to handle it. What's your take?
1: I think there's no doubt that he's a good coach and is capable of handling the locker room issues, especially when you have characters like LeBron James and Kyrie Irving on your team. But that's the thing, right? He had LeBron James on his team at, at his best years, so makes one wonder is five years too excessive for a man who whose primary experience as a head coach was one with LeBron James at the centerfold and we know how LeBron is he basically runs the team both from a front office and coaching standpoint um but he had he had like the be- I would say he had the best year of his prime in Cleveland under Ty Lu. so that is important. I'm sure he'll take. I'm sure Ty will take a few things I learned there and bring it over to the Clippers. But I thought I think five years was still a bit too excessive. He's not. He doesn't have that kind of pedigree yet to, to you know, make I mean, that does, number of years acceptable.
0: I mean, he does have a championship under his belt. You know. Yeah. we just talked about last week Doc's reputation being carried by that championship. You yeah. Know? So but like, but Doc was point, there. Though. But Doc yeah, was
1: there for a long time. Ty just doesn't have enough. Co- I don't know. If, I don't know how long he's been coaching. I know he's in Cleveland as assistant for a couple of years with David Blatt. I don't know what his history is prior to it. But I just I, I thought three. I thought head coach definitely was acceptable. Maybe three years was fine. Five years I thought was a bit excessive because he kind of just you know chained themselves up with Ty for for five years. But you know I, I don't see this being a bad move altogether.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. Just because like Kawhi and PG have the option to be free agents next year, so right. it's risky. You know, you get like a quote unquote win now, coach. But and I mean, maybe his assistant coach is a first time uh, <laughs> coach in oh, Chauncey, yeah, Chauncey Billups. Billups, and I think mm-hmm. they got Larry Drew. So I think they he got that experience. But um, Larry Drew bring that requisite experience to the staff. But I mean, Ty Lue, his assistant history, I may have touched on in a previous episode. Not sure, but. He worked on the doc for, like, a, a lot of years in Boston. Like, I think it was 2010 he became an assistant. Because I remember going to a playoff game in, like, 2011, like, the end of that. And I was like, why the fuck is Tyron Lou on the court? Because, you know, like, in the warm-ups, they like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, what team is he on? Did we sign him? Because that was when we were f- signing mad old dudes right after the mellow trade because we had no depth. So I was like, did we pick him up this morning? <laughs> yeah. Why he got a Celtics shirt on, you know what I mean? And then I see he, like, comes back. He's like a coach. I was like, oh, shit, you know what I mean? So to see him, like, take over the Clippers right now is kind of... It's kind of crazy yeah it's just a sign I'm getting old we're getting old but mm-hmm. um but no I mean I get that you know but at the same time I feel like with the LeBron Kyrie dynamic and especially with like the Kevin Love aspect because I feel like that gets overlooked that first year or two Love was like an outcast you know he was like getting subtweeted by LeBron for not fitting in you know yada 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 so Tyron Lue had to manage that and yeah, he had LeBron, but Kawhi kind of... He's not the vocal leader like LeBron is, but maybe that's why he brought Chauncey on, because did you hear this legendary story about Chauncey when he was on the Nuggets? I liked it on a... I liked a tweet about it, but it was like a story from way back in the day. When he was on the Nuggets and he came to the team, anytime they was out clubbing or whatever, Chauncey would just blow a whistle. All the dudes would just come right away. He was like that kind of leader. <laughs> that's clout, that's, bro. That's pretty crazy. Right? You know what I mean? So, like, he obviously is cool with Tyron Lue. I think... I think it's a good mix and the key thing or the interesting saw yesterday is like a lot of the old Clippers players Lou Will Montrez Harold and Pat Bev were like getting tight about Kawhi like having load management what's your take on that Cause
1: interesting um you said you said
0: Pat Bev Harold and who else just like the Clippers of that scrappy team you know mm-hmm. what I mean like the, the main guys Montrez Lou Will and Pat Bev they was just getting tight that uh I mean, I think as a fan, as a fan of basketball, if I were a Clippers fan,
1: I I'd be like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, let Kawhi do his thing so we can win a championship. But if I were a player who is working his ass off day in day out, I'd be I'd be tight too. If I, especially if I see a guy who's working out but doesn't have to play on the court as often, I I would feel some type of way. I, would I be vocal about it? Probably not. Uh, because at the end of the day, he is the leader of the team, and if Kawhi wants me out, I'll be—I'm going to get taken off the team. I don't—I wouldn't want to play that risk. But I mean, Harrell is a younger guy who just got Sixth Man of the Year. I'm sure he's been dogging all year and trying to be the best that he can be. And Pat Bev, everybody you know knows his work ethic. Um, I don't blame them honestly. They are very vocal players, particularly Pat. So I'm not too surprised there, but uh, I don't blame them for being upset with the load management
0: I feel that but it's also just like didn't the news come out that like Kawhi's injury that derailed his first career and like kick started like him going to the Raptors and the Clippers was just because his quad like that injury was a lot more severe than anticipated and then it turned out it's a degenerative quad injury so he's gonna Mm -hmm. have to be load managed literally he has to if he wants longevity you know so I feel like these players, like I get that point, you know, it's like, you're working hard, you kind of brought this franchise back to prominence after they got rid of CP3 and Blake Griffin, and, like, yeah, the human element, I'd be tight too, you know, especially this new guy comes and he gets these special privileges, but you got to understand the situation, you know what I mean? Like, he's he literally has to do this, you know, because I saw – um you know, people bring up LeBron in that situation, how like he doesn't get load managed. He's older. That's because he doesn't have a degenerative quad injury. You know, especially with Kawhi's history of other injuries as, as well. You know, like I think it makes sense, but I also get their point of view. You know what I mean? Like yeah.
1: it would be a hard it would be hard to be a leader. I don't know. How, I don't know how vocal Kawhi is in the locker room. Obviously, they don't take PG seriously when he tries to be vocal. <laughs> but some somebody got to be vocal, right? And if Kawhi tries it. I, I, if they really have that issue with his work ethic, or like his, the number of games he is on the court, I, it, it's going to lead to a lot of locker room issues. But uh, we got to wrap up this this quick episode of Nickish Cup of Coffee. Um, <clears throat> thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Please make sure to subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and check out our sportscaster account. The link is in our Instagram bio. We have weekly. Nickish at night episodes. We bring on a new guest every week and talk about a lot of dope topics, uh, regard what whatever's going on in the NBA and the Knicks. Um, check us out on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube at Nickish Show. We appreciate you guys we appreciate you guys listening in week in, week out. Uh, and make sure to check us out for our weekend edition. Any last words?
0: No, nah, I mean One last note on the Clippers. It would be ironic. The one guy they do need right now as a locker room leader is CP3. So if that Mm -hmm. happens, I call call, call it. You know what I mean? That's my prediction. No other sports writer can claim it. But otherwise, (laughs) be safe out there. Hope you all voted. Um, Continue to, you know, if you haven't voted yet, go out and vote when you need to. Do it early if you can. And, yeah, be safe. Peace. Peace.